0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and this is a belly-up sports podcast. We are what they aren't. This is night two of Brandon's absence. We will be having somebody on. We are just ironing out a couple details for tomorrow's show, so stay tuned to figure out who that is. We will... Tweeted it out tomorrow at some point once we know. But first, I do have to ask, has anyone been wondering what time it is? I know Brandon has, as rumor has it, yesterday when he went to, of course, on Friday to move in to his room at Syracuse University, he almost wasn't able to get his key because he got there about half an hour after the scheduled time for... Key pickup and move in, and no one was there. None of this would have happened if you had a watch from LaTorraine.com. At LaTorraine.com, you can find incredibly fashionable watches at a very affordable price. And with promo code MLB Daily, you can save 10% off on that. I'm really starting to lean towards that legacy Two, beautiful, sleek design. And you can get one, too, as well as many other bags, watch straps, sunglasses. Now for 10% off with promo code MLBDAILY. Just go ahead over to lawterrain.com. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E dot com. All right, we've got quite a bit to talk about today. I will keep it pretty brief. Try to get in and out in a pretty timely manner for you guys. But first, we're going to start with some recurring trends. Of course, I had to record around 6 yesterday, so I missed most of the actual game content from last night, but we certainly got plenty out of it. Um, One of the things that was absolutely crazy that I do have to at least bring up is this Red Sox-Indians game last night. Of course, the Red Sox enter the Eighth inning trailing the Indians by two at three to one. They've got runners on, and Jonathan Arauz, one of their 40 man hop around guys, quadruple A players, is at the plate. Naturally, they want him to bunt, just get their better runners over, and let some of the top of the lineup take care of them. This man manages to put down two of the worst bunts I have seen in my life in the first two, enough to get a man demoted. So now down 0-2, he has to swing, and boy, does he swing for the fences as he uncorks a piss missile to right field, bringing in the game-winning, eventual game-winning run, and the Red Sox win that one 4-3. Absolutely crazy game crazy at bat really just you know it's it's you you go from you go from zero to 100 really really quick as this man can't even do one of the most simple jobs in the game to doing something that is quite frankly amazing that that not a lot of players can do in that type of situation so it's certainly fun to see it makes you want to ignore what he was doing there at first um, in addition to that, I do want to at least acknowledge that Jairo Munoz did make his season debut last night. He went 0 for 4. However, this is the guy that now holds the Red Sox organization hit streak record as he took it from Dom DiMaggio back in July as he went. I want to say he got up towards 40 games in his streak he did play tonight as a pinch runner he did not get in at bat in this game anyway moving on to tonight there is a little bit of more Red Sox news as it seems abundantly clear that from this point forward into the near future Adam Adovino will be taking over the closer role for the Boston Red Sox after an incredibly bad Second half of the season by closer Matt Barnes, who, of course, not only did he get a big contract extension to hopefully be their event, their long term closer a month or so ago, but was also named to the All Star game, was one of, if not the best closer in the American League over the first half of the season. So, this was certainly has been a major fall from grace for him as for some other quick moments from tonight as i record the padres are currently down two to five to the angels which would just be in more disaster on their already skidding back end of the season i believe they are now eight and 17 since the all-star break if i remember that correctly so that is a Quite quite a, quite a letdown for a team that was supposed to be competing for the division this year, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Now, granted, last time we counted the Padres out, called them dead, they came back in miraculous fashion uh, just a week or so ago. But, look, this is just, they just cannot seem to find any momentum offensively, pitching-wise. I mean, again, the pitching should be getting better. You got you Darvish back. He, he alone isn't going to pitch every inning, of course, but that brings a wealth of confidence to any team, and that can't be undervalued. So with that being said, I don't think you can do much more to this pitching, but this offense has 100% been a problem in this past half year because you've got a lot of really good hitters. You've got Jake Cronenworth. You've got Fernando Tatis. You've got Manny Machado, Tommy Pham. There's a lot of really, really good hitters in this lineup, and they just have not put it together at all in the back half of the year. That's really where this Padres season is going to be won or lost is in that lineup. You can fix the pitching in the offseason if you can, but something has to happen with this lineup now, and they have to have urgency if they're going to get anywhere. Let's go ahead and move on into some of the meat of this show. And we're going to start with this White Sox-Cubs series. Of course, this is a in-city rivalry matchup, the second of the year between the two of them. And so far, they have split in what has really been an absolute laser show over the past couple the past two two days, as <clears throat> excuse me, they combine for twenty eight hits and thirty runs in last night's game as the White Sox beat the Cubs seventeen to thirteen in what certainly cannot be classified as a pitchers duel by any means. Um, in this game, of course, the forgotten man, the forgotten piece that frankly, should make anybody who was counting on anyone else coming out of the American League really start to doubt their slight pipe dream that the White Sox aren't the favorite here. And that is Yasmani Grandal. Their all-star catcher is back from his injury back, I believe, early. This feels early. He was, last I checked, he was supposed to be back in the, like, first couple weeks of September so this is certainly a early part of the timetable for him to be back he drove in eight runs last night for this team of course big power bat big plate disciplined guy very high on base lots of walks regardless of his batting average so he is going to be of immense value for this team who's already just seems to get healthier and healthier and stronger and stronger by the minute They've now brought it back Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, and Yasmany Grandal, all of which who, if they haven't been All-Stars already, they're going to be at some point. And that just makes this team so much scarier than any other team here is capable of dealing with. I mean, yes, I, I think these Astros team is really good, but they would need some spectacular pitching performances from this young, unreliable group of pitchers that they have starters that that is eventually going to be very good it's just they're not reliable enough right now I can't I can't expect them to put up a crazy line I can't expect their starter to go six innings to earned against a team like the White Sox on the best day I just cannot expect that Yasmani Grandal just gives me so much higher hopes for what this team is going to do. But moving forward into tonight's matchup, the Cubs end up getting their revenge as they beat the White Sox 7-0 in this one. The win will go to Alec Mills. Loss given to Lance Lynn, who gives up all seven within five innings, seven strikeouts. This is a disastrous blow-up start for him here during his Cy Young campaign. This will balloon his ERA to a two five nine, which again, doesn't sound very high, but when you're right in the heat of that Cy Young race, this is devastating at this point in the year. Mills goes eight and a third along four hits and three strikeouts through here. Um, past that. Let's look, see who had some crooked RBI days. Um, ortega for the cubs drives in four of the seven certainly a great day for him on a one for four with that home run in the fourth off of lance lynn so look you're gonna get this type of stuff this is what makes these rivalry matchups so exciting you're gonna get very competitive back and forth matchups regardless of the talent level of these teams because everybody wants it so bad and the intensity is so high. With that being said, I'm I'm complaining about how much of a disaster it is for a one bad start from a guy whose ERA is now 2.59. This just further I think think shows the strength of this team. I mean, granted four-hit games they happen. So, I'm not going to put much stock in it. This is still the by far the scariest team in the league. Let's go ahead and hop on into the Giants and the Braves here as these are two division leaders going head-to-head, and they have now split the first two games of this series. And I'm not sure really who that's worse for, in my opinion. I guess it would have to be the Giants because, of course, The Dodgers are always going to be such a threat. They're basically going to be perpetually hot, and you kind of have to continue to be that hot as well if you're going to keep that two-and-a-half, three-game lead that you've had for this last quite a while now. I just... I don't think splits like this are going to be enough to keep that going. Meanwhile, the Braves the Braves are really in a pretty good spot right now because the Phillies have lost one of their best players and they already have struggled so much to keep momentum themselves. I mean, let's look at last week. The Braves lost two games and had two days off and gained places in the standings. If I correct, as I last saw it, the National League East lead for the Atlanta Braves stands at five. It is now at five and a half after today's loss, but I still think this could end up being very interesting in September and it all comes down to the end of this weekend series because you get, you get the giants beating the Braves again. If they beat them convincingly, that's a huge morale killer for Atlanta at the same time the Phillies have been beating up on the Diamondbacks over the last day or couple of days. So they're going to be at an all time high the momentum flying for them. So we could see a huge swing in the next week. And with how inconsistent and not necessarily like the, when I say the Braves are a division winner, they're certainly not as good as the wildcard teams are going to end up being in this league. They are not that good, so it would not shock me if they started dropping games like crazy for a minute, even though they are the most talented team in this division. So if the Phillies get hot, the Braves get really, really cold, which easily could happen, this could get very interesting within the next week or so in the NL East as this race very well could heat up again. I'm just still trying to catch my mind up about this because it's kind of giving me whiplash the way the Braves just so quickly took a dominant grab of this division lead. Of course, the Phillies are now 500 after ending up leading the division. I want to say that must have been two weeks ago. So this has been an epic collapse by Philadelphia. You do not want to see this if you're a Major League Baseball team. get the division get be this close to being able to just power through and make the playoffs possibly get hot and win a playoff series against the brewers the world was their oyster for a minute and they threw it all away at this point as far as i'm concerned actually now that i am reading this makes a very interesting case a compelling case for the absolute need that the Giants have for these games right now, as Chris Bryant was, I guess, reportedly removed from the game last night after experiencing tightness in his side during his at bat. Um, He was evaluated today. There has been no news on that, but if he misses any significant time, that is a brutal loss for this team, this lineup, as they need to just keep putting runs on the board keep hitting these home runs that they have gotten by on so well so far this year if they're going to have any chance of keeping this lead this is this is not a comfortable position to be in if you're the giants i don't see any reason that you should think you're safe with two and a half games with the dodgers and losing probably your best player is not going to help with that Moving on, we have the Orioles going back into their story as they kind of fall, collapse back into their shell of defeat and misery after taking that game from Shohei Otani. And they stop their 19-game losing streak with that, only to go ahead and face the Tampa Bay Brave Tampa Bay Braves, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are now deciding to put the beat down on them. They have now lost two straight after winning those those two quick after the 19-game losing streak. So this very well looks like they could end up back with more of the same. They are now more games back than they have wins by half a game in this. So, yeah, definitely no bueno. I think that is a good place to put – The Orioles season. I've got one more piece of general news for today, and that is looking at this Yankees and A's game from today. As the Yankees and A's have both had their streaks snapped, the Yankees end a 13 game winning streak with the loss to the Oakland A's 3 2 today on Saturday, August 28th. Frankie Montas gets the win over Nasty Nestor Cortez. And this also ends a six-game losing streak for the Oakland Athletics. So these are two clear playoff teams in, in quite a dogfight right now that have either gotten a huge gain in momentum or a halt to their momentum in a very, very tough series I don't really see this affecting the Yankees that much, especially when you consider the competition, because in most of these situations, at least in my head, if I was the team, yes, it's awful to lose. Yes. That really kills your confidence, but it's not like they be, they've been swept. They haven't been swept yet by anybody. So yes, you've lost your 13 game winning streak, but Losing to a team like Oakland, who is a playoff contender, then that that feels that doesn't sting as much as it would to say lose to Toronto, to lose to Texas, even oh heaven forbid they lost to Texas to end the streak. That would absolutely kill the momentum. As for Oakland, that puts them in a spot to absolutely fire back towards the playoffs right now, if they so choose to keep this momentum going. I should say they're now three and a half games back of the Boston Red Sox. And they could certainly make up that ground if they get the proper requisite momentum from this Yankees A's series. That will be all for today. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. Make sure you check us out on Unhinged Radio from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Mondays. We will have our exclusive best of show on that platform. You can do that by Googling Unhinged Sports Network or going to the main page of bellyupsports.com. The player is right there and makes it very easy to find us at 5 p.m. So until next time.